Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Two executive directors have left Transition House within a year. Three key board members, including the chair and vice chair, stepped away within the past few months. The fiscal year end is quickly approaching, and it is still winter and very cold out as the unsheltered try to survive. Into this mixture steps Rev. Neil Ellis, minister of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church and a vocal advocate for housing and homelessness. He is now the interim executive director. Two other high-profile people were named to the board, Megan McDonald, Executive Director for Habitat for Humanity Northumberland, and Allison Lester, a lawyer and former Liberal candidate in the last federal election. In a press release last week, the announcement says the board is undertaking an emergency stabilization strategy in response to these changes and more. Ellis will describe what is going on and its impact on the homeless and the community. I'm so pleased to have with me today the Interim Executive Director for Transition House, Neil Ellis. Welcome to Consider This. Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here this morning. (laughs) What happened to get you to this point where you are acting as an Interim Executive Director and you put out a press release saying you're going through an organizational stabilization strategy for Transition House? Great question. Um, Transition House has over the past, uh, I guess, couple of months. Uh, you know, we might reach back into uh, into the the tail end of last year. Um, seen a little bit of turnover on its board level, um, particularly uh, some of the key positions in treasurer, chair, and vice chair. And addition to that, in January, um, our executive director um, let us know, uh, or let the board at that time know that they had uh, taken a position. Uh, with another agency. And so it just left a little bit of a, a deficit at the board level and at the uh, and, and from a day-to-day functions point of view. And uh, and so here I am. Um, I, I was uh, approached and uh, and asked along with a few other individuals um, if we would be willing to come on onto the, the board at Transition House and uh, just provide some stability and some some leadership um, there. What what was the reason for the treasurer, the vice chair, and the chair? Those are three very senior positions. Why did they all leave at the same time? I haven't spoken with the individuals, Rob, for the reasons why they stepped down. So I can't really answer on their behalf um, as to why they, they have made those um, decisions and they chose to step down. Um 
I can speculate, but I find that that's really not useful. Uh, for me, it's, uh, well, here's the situation that uh, I'm in uh, and that I'm dealing with. And so let's, the, the speculation and looking at the past and the reasons why and what for don't help me moving forward with planning and uh, for this organization. And, and I recognize that seems like a bit of a non-answer. Um, but... Well, it is. And when you think you're talking about three senior positions and from the public's perspective, um, that leaves a lot of questions in the air about the organization and going forward. So, I mean, what can you tell us that so to reassure the public? Well, I would say that, you know, I would say that uh, with myself there, I'm acting as chair. Um, and one of the previous board members, uh, Madison Saponi, is sitting as vice chair now. Um, Megan McDonald has come on board as treasurer and Allison Lester as uh, secretary. Um, and we were well, the three of us were approached and asked if we would be willing to consider coming on and, and providing some stability at the board level. Um, and so from, uh, you know, uh, reassurance of is, is there is it just chaos there? Uh, no, it's it's not actually. It, it had the potential to be. Um, but I think that at, at this point, we have a sense of some of the um, uh, issues that we're dealing with, that the House is dealing with and has been dealing with for a while. Uh, but what, a what is the problem then that they would want to leave? I mean, there's obviously something happened that can we know what the reason was, uh, what was going on internally that that happened that three of the top people felt it was necessary to walk away? If I had to speculate, and this is, again, I haven't had conversations with the individuals. Um, I've read previous minutes of the board. Um, I'd have to say that there was disagreement about how programming was gone about. Um, there was disagreement about decisions that were were made um, for, for leadership positions um, and how the organization reached certain outcomes. Um, and uh, I think with the executive director resigning, uh, that that sort of just was a tipping point and in individuals chose to step back. Again, I would want them to speak, you know, I don't want to speak for them. I can only speculate into what I think um, happened. Um, there was, you know, some structural issues that need to be dealt with at Transition House. Uh, and we're in there and we're, we're dealing with and looking at those things and providing support to the staff on a day to day basis. Well, what do you mean by structural issues then? Can you explain that? Um, just a lot about how decisions are made, how we choose to go about uh, accepting programming, um, providing uh, the necessary supports for for staff so that they feel empowered and are able to uh, do their job to the best of, of their ability on a day to day basis. So from the press release, it, it sounds like <laughs> staff were quitting. Is that true? Um, have you had any uh, problems with retaining staff? No, uh, we have not had problems retaining staff. The staff we are short staffed. Um, part of that is because we took some of our staff and we sent them to the warming room, right? Um, and so and and so we have staff covering the warming room right now who used to be in the house and they'll return to the house when the warming room program um, comes to a conclusion. Um, but we don't have a mass exodus. Um, of, of staff. People aren't uh, fleeing or uh, or running for the hills. The staff that we have at Transition House, Rob, I mean, they're phenomenal. They're, they they want to know what's going on because, of course, they're aware that there's been these changes. 
right? They're aware that their executive director has gone for another opportunity. Um, and so they want to know, they, they themselves were looking for some reassurance about what was happening at the house. But, you know, I'm not receiving uh, mass amounts of, of resignations. The staff want to be there. They enjoy the work that they do. It's difficult and challenging, but they're they're dedicated to that work. And comments in the public um, that no one wants to work at Transition House, that Transition House can't keep staff, those aren't true and they're not helpful. Because when the staff do hear that, they start thinking, well, is that true? Did someone resign? Am I going to hear about another employee who isn't working here anymore? And it's it's not true. Who left that uh, just recently to go to another job? Who is that? So our previous uh, executive director, and she had, she was, uh, her name is Holly Ferguson, and she was filling the role on an interim basis in the fall, and then was promoted into that position in, uh, I would be about mid-November. Um, and so she was doing, she was there for a couple of months. Um, and again, I don't want to speak on behalf of individuals, but I do I, know that she was, go ahead. Yeah. No, no I, I understand that. And I, I, I'm not asking you to do that. I guess, um, there was another executive director that recently left. What happened to the former executive director, Ann Newman? Like she was My a very strong advocate for the transition house and she was very outspoken uh, about what needed to be done with homelessness in the county. So what has happened to her? My understanding is she is, um, uh, and I don't, I, I believe Anne is now working at the uh, private treatment center. That's the former Woodlawn. I believe that Anne's taken a position there with that organization. Um, again, I wasn't on the board then when no. Anne left and I had, you know, I met, I met Anne in the past and had worked with her in the past, but I believe that that's where she is now. You could see how, from a public standpoint, uh, you're go you've gone through a couple of executive directors, you're advertising for a warming room person. Um, you can see how the public might perceive that there's issues at the staffing level. But going forward then, what has been the impact on services uh, of these changes and of this announcement? So in terms of services, um, the staff are committed. They're doing the work that they've they've always been doing. Um, it's challenging work, working with uh, individuals who have, uh, in many cases, uh, complex needs. Uh, the staff and, and Transition House as a whole um, sees a lot of criticism from the community. And I'm an individual who has criticized the organization in the past. And now, of course, I sit at, at on the leadership table there. And so I bring those criticisms and say, okay, well, what is happening here? How can we do things? How can, how can we work, work better? Um, what is our culture? But from a service level, we continue to deliver the, the service to the best of our ability um, on a day-to-day -day basis with the clients that we serve. Do you have any empty beds? We did have some empty beds yesterday. Um, uh, the day before, we didn't. Um, we had a, we had a number of individuals do uh, do outtakes and choose to, to, to leave the house. Uh, I haven't been in touch today to know how many uh, empty beds that uh, we have, um, but it, it fluctuates. Uh, you know, like uh, last week we had one. Uh, yesterday we had several. Um, but generally, we're running at a fairly high capacity. How about the warming room? 
the warming room, and I haven't looked at numbers for it recently, but I'm under, in my understanding is that we're continuing to see about a dozen individuals uh, on average, give or take, uh, that are coming through the warming room. Um, that's that. That's just my best uh, guess on on previous data and conversations I've had. But I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and look at day to day, like you know, last night's information, for example. So, you've mentioned you've had your own criticisms of the transition house. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is the current situation um, explain why so many homeless people do not want to use transition houses as a service? I mean, is the, is this been at the core of maybe why when we talk we talk to politicians and people who advocate and the homeless they say I I, I don't want to go to transition house. Has has it been this turmoil that has caused people to say uh, we don't want to go there? No, I don't think that the, the 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 turmoil or the turnover really affects the way that the the the, pol- the policies that the house has. The transition house um, isn't going to meet the need for everybody um, in the community. Um, you know, it's not able to take families. Um, because of the way the rooms are set up, if a couple were to come in, they would have to separate, right? Uh, and the male and, and the female rooms, and so that doesn't work for 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 individuals who are couples who who are homeless. They want to be together, um, so it, it's not a, a, a one fit all solution. Um, and uh, and and uh, one of the things that we'll be looking at is, you know, you know, okay, what are those in in speaking with uh, perhaps past clients or individuals who don't want to come to the house? Um, why is that? What is the specific thing that happened in the past so that we can then look at, well, what is that policy or procedure um, that happened? And, and does that is that something that needs to remain in place? But, Why do we operate that way? But I thought there were grants from the county that were offering hotel rooms for families and that there were vacancies and additional monies that they could go to a, ho- a hotel, a designated place and be as a family. Is that so? We do. Case? Yeah. Transition House does run the family diversion program. Um, and we have, I believe at the present time, four or five families that are in that program. Uh, and then we're also working with other individuals who call to provide um, diversion spaces. So we are able to accommodate to a degree um, families, but we don't have a lot of rooms for that. The motel overflow program um, is actually not a grant from the county. It's a grant that we receive from United Way Simcoe Muskoka. Uh, it's and it's a, a called our Reaching Home grant, um, and so that's a that's what's referred to as our motel overflow program. Um, the pref and, and it's an overflow program. The, the, the first uh, step is that we want people in the house um, so that we can uh, provide better case management uh, for them um, and, and work closer with them. And then the overflow program, which in a lot of ways came out of, of COVID, um, is, 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 a, is that program. And that program has a funding window that is unfortunately coming to an end at the end of the month. So we're working closely with the clients who are in those spaces um, to how to best uh best navigate their next steps um when that unfortunately when that funding period does come to an end but a, a lot of people do believe that that funding comes from the county um and that particular program actually isn't funded by the county this is not the first time the transition house has faced chaos it was shut down in 2018 after a 10-month closure due to an assault, and that was not that long ago. Uh, the current mm-hmm. situation, obviously, from a public standpoint, is not reassuring. What do you say to the community to give people faith that Transition House is serving the needs of Northumberland County's homeless? 
Um, I would say there's a couple of ways I could answer that. I mean, one, we have dedicated staff who uh, who want to be at work, who want to be uh, providing the best care that they can for the clients that are coming in there, um, who are working under challenging circumstances and who are aware of the public perception and criticisms over the past. Uh, another way I could answer that is uh, if I didn't think that Transition House offered value to the community, or if I thought Transition House was so beyond saving, I wouldn't have agreed to come in to do this work. Um, but I believe that it does play a vital role to, in the social fabric of the community with the pro programs that it runs um, and the services that it provides for our unsheltered neighbours. How would you describe the relationship between Northumberland County and Transition House right now? Is is there any chance of the county pulling out of its funding or is it offering any support? I don't support? think so. No, I, I don't think that the county has any intention of, of pulling its, uh, its funding. Um, I would view the relationship as a positive one. Since stepping into this role, we've had frequent contact with the county as we just discussed the variety of programs that we have, um, what supports the county is able to provide us um, in, in doing this work. Um, uh, and, uh, and no, so I, I don't think that there is that risk. Um, of, of that of the county pulling the, the funding no there's been a long-standing tension between transition house and its neighbors mm -hmm. and in the press release you talk about making a commitment to the community <clears throat> collaboration what are mm -hmm. you going to do to alleviate ongoing concerns uh for your neighbors that's a tough one um i mean it will be consultation, right? We want to hear from the individuals who use our services. And we, of course, want to be aware um, of the concerns of the neighbors um, uh, that they have around the space. In many ways, we're not able to control the behaviors and actions of individuals when they're outside of the house or individuals who aren't uh, residents at the house at, at any given time. Um, but I think it's... Um, you know, and I speak, you know, this is this is where, you know, my my other role in the community as 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 a minister at a, at a local church, um, you know, comes in and it's like, you know, how do we live together as as neighbors? How are we um, as a as a community um, and having that dialogue? How do we bridge and broker greater understanding um, amongst the diverse groups of individuals um, that all call, you know, that sort of neighborhood and the down, that downtown core home? right um that that isn't just an answer that transition house provides right that's an answer that the individuals who live in the community help provide that's um an answer that the individuals who run businesses in the community help provide and that's an answer that um our, our political leaders our council help helps provide in terms of having a positive discussion about what is what is Coburg, right? How, do, how What does it mean to live here? What does it mean to be a member of that community? So Transition House is committed to being a part of that conversation. Um, absolutely. We know the concerns uh, that uh, that the, the, the neighborhood has. Um, you know, I, I can recall, you know, it was uh, several, I think it was 
2018, 2019, uh, there were a lot of concerns again about the activity um, around uh, around transition house, right, and substance use and and different things like that in the neighborhood. And so we are we are aware, um, but these are individuals who um, who need help, who have experienced trauma, um, and who've gone through difficult circumstances. And we're trying our best um, to help them navigate uh, the next steps and the best steps uh, for them. For our clients, uh, I mean, all of that sounds really, really good. But you know, there's many people have raised concerns about homeless people in the community. So, what has happened with this announcement may not give people a, a lot of confidence in transition house. And we've heard the mayor. I, I just interviewed the mayor recently, and he's saying, you know, this is not a concern for Coburg Council. This is a county concern. It needs to be part of a, a broader discussion at the county level. So. What what is the path forward uh, in, in order to to start to get a handle on what's going on with with homelessness and affordable housing and and actually starting to take concrete steps? I, I mean, this sounds this press release you sent out sounds like we've taken several steps back, not any steps forward. Um, I disagree with you there. Um, I think we've taken steps forward. What I can say from Transition House is as we come in and we take a look at what is it that Transition House does? What's its its core mandate in terms of the service it's supposed to provide? Um, our job and our, our goal is to ensure that we are doing that to the best that we can in terms of providing service to our clients, right? We are also committed to sitting at those larger discussions um, with the town, with the county, wherever they might be, with our other service providers, uh, with concerned citizens, with advocates, with our critics, um, to, to have discussions about what that what that looks like um, to ensure that individuals aren't falling through the cracks, but also to ensure that our neighbors feel safe walking around their neighborhood, if I can put it that way. Um, so we're committed to all of those things. Um, Transition House, as I mentioned earlier, I, I believe it's vital to the social fabric of our community. If it were to close, um, you know, the community would know and feel that impact um, and would then be asking of our politicians, whether it be municipal or county, what now, what next, what are you going to do? And so my message would be is, you know, Transition House, its leadership, its staff are committed to the work that we're able to do. We, we have a capacity. The house can only take so many individuals. And we know because of, of the warming room that there are more individuals um, in the community then are that are able to come into that space and so that's all part of the discussion as well what does that mean what does future service look like how do we bring in more affordable housing and and some of those are conversations that and i sit at other tables about but from a transition house point of view we're, we're committed to the work that we do of providing service to those individuals who are unsheltered who are looking to come in and and, and find shelter and take next steps um, forward uh, in their own lives. Is what has happened at Transition House going to hurt other initiatives around homelessness, like the sleeping cabin proposal or any other affordable housing projects or any other projects or reports that deal with poverty? No, I don't think so, Rob. Um, you know, I, I think maybe 
you know, transition house has been in the news a lot and homelessness has been in, in, in the news a lot. I was at a meeting the other week and uh, a member at the, at the table made the comment, you know, transition house has been the, the pinata of the community. Everyone's sort of taken a swing. Um, and, and we're still here. Uh, we're still swinging. Um, we're still doing the work um, that we can do. I don't think that that criticism should um, affect or negatively affect the, the work of those projects. Those projects, I think, should all um, stand on their own merits. And I think that uh, all of them are interesting and all of them are trying to provide answers in, in creative ways to a problem that our community is facing. Um, and so there, 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 there's, there's positives that come out of all of those projects. And then, of course, there's negatives and concerns that are associated with all of those. But again, it, it comes down to what do we want that our community overall to look like? You know, um, if 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 we you know let's say we shoot down sleeping cabins, okay, well that was maybe going to house a dozen people. What do we do now? Right? Uh, is there another initiative come waiting in the wings for that? And I would suggest that well they'll maybe try some that group might try a different type of project if they were shot down. And you know I think that their project has has merit um, and has a lot of things that can come out of it. Right. I also understand the concerns that are associated with it. And I can't speak on behalf of that group, but I know that they're working with and wanting to consult with the community um, around them about what those concerns are. How do we mitigate that? How do we come together as a community? Uh, and I'm sure that they can speak uh, much more eloquently on the project that they're that they're embarking on and the vision that they have for it. Um, but I don't think that, um, you know, we, we, uh, we can't... Uh, allow if i can say that i can be so bold say we can't allow the you know the negatives it's uh, you know you, you, you homelessness is here uh it's part of our community uh if you've been living in Coburg for the the last handful or longer of years you have seen um an increase of individuals who are living unsheltered who who do not have homes to call their own um so we know that the if we want to say quote unquote the problem has grown um, and so we need solutions. And some of those solutions need to be bold. Uh, some of those solutions, they, they need to be creative. Um, there is risk associated with them. Um, but building housing um, is expensive and it takes time to do it. Um, and, and there's a lot of factors that are involved on, on that side of things in terms of just, you know, that would be the idea. Let's just, let's just build housing. Um, but that's a, that's a much longer term project and answer. So what's next for transition house? Well, our search for a new executive director is underway. Um, we are receiving applications um, as we speak, um, and the, uh, the board is uh, is excited about uh, some of the uh, some of the, the individuals who who have who've come forward and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm interested in leading this organization." So we're, we're beginning that search and that process of searching uh, that next individual. We're working with our board in terms of what's our what's the culture of transition has? What's our policies? Um, how do we want to be seen and, and perceived uh, in the community? Um, how do we want to best serve our clients? And then, you know, really from just that boots on the ground point of view, our staff are in there. Uh, every day, uh, working hard with the clients, uh, doing the best uh, 
uh, of their to their ability of working with our clients and uh, providing and caring for their needs. So uh, in some ways, it's just it's it's uh, I don't want to say business as usual, um, but we carry on. Right. We, we do the work that we've been called to do. Your title is interim executive director. When the new director is hired, are you going to carry on on the board or in any other role or are you going to step away? I committed to um, doing work at the board level um, to ensuring that there is stability. And so I believe that uh, that requires stability um, over the medium term. Right. So I'm not just here until a new executive director is named and then I will jump ship um, and leave it. I will I will stay on and, and provide some of that leadership at the board level um, and probably will uh, will go through what a normal term would be um, for uh, for uh, a board member. And uh, and then we'll reassess a couple of years down the road as to whether uh, it's time for me to step back or allow someone else to take on that role of chair. Uh, and that's that's a future decision. But uh, we're definitely here to make sure that Transition House uh, gets through the, the, the short term. Let's get a new executive director in. Uh, let's provide that individual with the supports that they need to uh, to do their job well so that they can support the staff well. Uh, and then from a board level, let's ensure that we're doing board governance um, as best as we're able to do. Neil Ellis, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Rob. Always a pleasure. That was Reverend Neil Ellis, the Interim Executive Director of Transition House. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.